and welcome to episode three of a Tisket Tasket podcast. I'm your host, Gina, and today we're going to be talking about the nursery rhyme, Rockabye Baby. Last week, I had the pleasure of talking about the nursery rhyme, London Bridge is Falling Down, which was just absolutely full of very interesting historical meanings and references. If you have not listened to it, please check it out. Today, we're going to be talking about another prolific and iconic nursery rhyme, Rockabye Baby. Its route index number is 2,768. Now, I have to admit, I had a really difficult time researching this nursery rhyme. It's very popular, and it's very prevalent in popular culture. Whenever I think of this nursery rhyme, I think of a Simpsons short from 1987, where Marge is singing to... Maggie and Maggie is imagining this nursery rhyme and that's like immediately what my brain goes to. So it's all over popular culture yet when I tried to really pin down its meanings and its history I just came up with a bunch of hearsay and that's what really surprised me about this nursery rhyme. First let's talk about the melody of Rockabye Baby. The nursery rhyme Rockabye Baby first appeared in Mother Goose's Melody in 1765, and it again appeared in Tommy Thumbs in 1788. Instead of Rockabye Baby, it was called Hushabye Baby. The titles have changed a little bit. And in these books, there were no melodies accompanying the rhymes. However, when I was reading the Oxford Dictionary of Nursery Rhymes by authors Opie and Opie, they mentioned that the original Hushabye Baby or Rockabye Baby was set to a melody similar to Lily Bolero, which is a famous marching tune written by Henry Purcell in 1688. And I want to play this song for you, and I want you to think about if you can hear the melody in it, because I certainly do not. And apparently this is a very famous march, and I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that I had never heard of it before or never heard of its history. But I certainly don't hear where this tune could have come from, this specific melody. So I, th I thought that was kind of interesting. Here is the example of a little bolero. As far as other melodies go, the Library of Congress has a number of recordings that you can listen to. I'm going to play one for you now, and it's a beautiful violin rendition from the early 20th century. I apologize for the pops and hisses that you may hear. Again, this is a pretty old recording.
Now, this is the melody I know and love, and the one I'm familiar with. And if you'd like, there are some other really awesome older recordings dating back to around the same time, right around the 1900s, that you can listen to. My favorite, my absolute favorite, is their actual yodeling versions that you can listen to on the Library of Congress. And I wish I could play it for you now. However, they were from 1923, and unfortunately, they don't become public domain until next year. But definitely check them out. I'll link them on the blog. They're a riot. There's a number of yodeling versions of nursery rhymes, and I just absolutely adore them. So really, I... I'm not sure where the melody of Rockabye Baby came from, although I have found some research that might point that way that I'll get to in a minute. But let's move on to the lyrics of Rockabye Baby. The lyrics seem pretty consistent over the years, and they don't seem to change or evolve as much as some of the older nursery rhymes that I've taken a look at, such as London Bridge is Falling Down. Opie and Opie have suggested that there's actually a second verse to this nursery rhyme that appeared in Songs for the Nursery in 1805, which goes, Rock-a-bye baby, thy cradle is green. Father's a nobleman, mother's a queen. And Betty's a lady, and wears a gold ring. And Johnny's a drummer, and drums for the king. Now, if your mind needs refreshing, the first verse should have been, or should be, Rock-a-bye baby on the treetop, when the wind blows, the cradle will rock. When the bough breaks, the cradle will fall, down will come baby, cradle and all. Those lyrics don't seem to change much over the different versions that we have seen. Now, let's talk about what's really interesting, or what I found very interesting about this nursery rhyme, and that is the history of this nursery rhyme and where it may have come from. One of the most interesting resources I found was a blog post on the Library of Congress from a researcher named Kate Miller, which was posted on December 7th, 2020. Kate Miller is a reference specialist in the music division of the Library of Congress. I'm not sure where she is today. I know she made a footnote about her pursuing a PhD, so wherever she is, wherever you are, Kate Miller, I hope you're doing awesome work. However, her exploration of this nursery rhyme was really interesting, and the resources she pulled from it were primary resources, which I found not only interesting, but I also didn't see it repeated again on the internet. So while I believe primary resources, it's really hard to confirm that this is the true history because I just, I just don't see it anywhere else in the research. Let me read a little bit what she says. She writes, as I scrambled to adjust to a new normal in the first few weeks of motherhood, a friend offered me comforting words. As I began to negotiate the trials of postpartum life, she reassured me, remember, Rockabye Baby was written by a mother. I had never considered the lullaby's history before, but I keep thinking back to her comment as my husband, as I sang the tune to our baby, or as we heard the melody play on our baby's toys. It was only a matter of time before I took my interest to our collection and pursued my favorite pastime, research. I really feel like Kate Miller and I would be friends. I, I mean, just like her, I, I really just get that spark to want to research. Anyway, she talks a bit about the history, and she again references some of the things that I found, including that it was first published in Mother Goose's Melody, printed by John Newberry in 1765. But what's interesting is that she says that it wasn't until the later half of the 19th century where the lyrics were written. In fact, she found an interview 
by a lady named Effie Crockett in the Boston Globe dated January 9th, 1938. Supposedly, Rockabye Baby was written by a 15-year-old girl named Effie Crockett, who was visiting family in Winthrop, Massachusetts. And Massachusetts seems to be overall where this lullaby came from, and I'll talk a little bit about that later. Now, Miller said it was difficult to piece together conflicting articles and interviews from newspaper archives to track down this whole story. However, she has found some documents, some primary documents, compiled in 1941 that attempts to determine if Canning or Effie, she she wrote under the pseudonym Canning, was really the one to write it. So the story goes that Crockett was about 15 years old and she was on a picnic with her family in Massachusetts in in around 1938. And while she was reading with her family in the piazza, there was a baby that was fussing and and the mother was reciting the Rockabye Baby Lullaby. And so Effie Crockett was a banjo and a piano player and while she was listening to this woman try to lull her baby, she improvised a melody while singing the words. She then took the melody to her banjo teacher who connected her with the Boston publisher who liked it and then it kind of took off from there. And what's really cool on this blog post is that there's really, there's nifty picture of a handwritten letter or handwritten lyrics that were written by Effie or Canning, which I think is really cool that you can see the, the original picture here. Nevertheless, even Miller says that this story was kind of hard to piece together and she's not sure if it was the actual origin of the melody because there seems to be s- some hearsay involved. But again, what I think is really cool is that you see handwritten documentation and if anything, it is an interesting story. Miller also talks a little bit more about the history of this nursery rhyme and she comes to some of the similar conclusions that I have found in that it was originally published by John Newberry in Mother Goose's Melody around 1765, but she also reminds her reader that Newberry didn't write these lyrics. And I talk a little bit about this in London Bridge is Falling Down. It, it probably came from an oral tradition and I have my suspects that I'll talk about in a minute or so. But she also suggests and has found some research that it may have led back to Bertrada II of Lyon, who was the mother of Charlemagne and who was known by nicknames such as Queen Goosefoot because of a foot disformity. Rumor has it that she originally penned the lyrics to Rockabye Baby or Melody, but as Miller says, and I agree with her, we may never really know the true history behind it. However, I have my own theories of where this came from, and this is a theory that comes up again and again in research, and that is that this melody came from the original English colonists that came over to what we now know as America. And when these original English colonists set foot on the Massachusetts, or what we now know as Massachusetts in the 1500s and the 1600s, they encountered the native population of the land that would become the United States. And from what I've found, that would have most likely been the Wampanoag people. Now the Wampanoag people were a loose collection of tribes of native people that made their home on the eastern seaboard of what we now know of Massachusetts. 
And in the way that they raised their children or cradled their children was through a cradle contraption called a board cradle. And most likely these cradles were made out of something light to be carried, such as birch bark, but the child was then strapped into this cradle, probably with moss or some other material, and swaddled into it. And where this nursery rhyme may have come from was the native population would then hang these board cradles in limbs to then gently sway the child back and forth, just like any traditional cradle we think of today that may have soothed the child. What I think is interesting about this story is when I originally heard it, my mind immediately thought of like a horizontal cradle, like a traditional cradle. However, from looking at pictures, and I'll post them on the website, the board cradle was actually used vertically. So I, in my mind, I just picture like a tree limb and like there's a bunch of babies lined up in a row that are swaying back and forth. But I don't think it's far-fetched at all to think that these new colonists stepped on a new land, saw these new people that were raising children differently from them, and maybe this lullaby or the nursery rhyme came from their new experiences. And in fact, there's anecdotal evidence that suggests that the Wampoke tribes had their own nursery rhyme that was similar to Rockabye Baby. So what have we learned today about the nursery rhyme Rockabye Baby? Well, I've learned that it was devilishly difficult to research and I have pages upon pages of notes, but like the researcher Kate Miller wrote in her blog, it's kind of hard to pin down the origins of this nursery rhyme out of the hearsay. So we're not quite sure where the melody came from. It's been suggested that it's similar to Lilla Bolero, although I still have my doubts. We have a story of a 15-year-old girl penning the melody after hearing a mother in a Massachusetts park. And then we have some interesting historical understandings of the lyrics that may have come from the first English colonizers to come to what we know as the United States, seeing a new and different way of life. Really, we may never know where the nursery rhyme Rockabye Baby came from. But what I know is that I absolutely love researching this. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I hope you learned something and feel free to support what I do on my website, atiskettaskettpodcast.com, or email me with your questions, concerns, or comments with the address info at I'll see you next week where I'll be talking about the nursery rhyme Ring Around the Rosie and debunking some common myths about it. But as always, I look forward to doing more research and finding out more about the weirdness of nursery rhymes.
song I love them, why you rock me? 